0: Welcome back to podcast number two of the week. This is the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. I am your host, Dan Johnson, and today we are talking about Nose Jammer. And the reason we are talking with Nose Jammer today is because when I made, when I started this podcast and I I asked for your guys' opinion on who do you want me to interview, the very first response I got was... We want to find out more about Nose Jammer, and it wasn't just one person. It was like 10 people, so I've been playing cat and mouse with these guys for a while. I finally got uh, John Redman, the owner of uh, Nose Jammer, cornered, and, uh, and uh, we had a conversation today about his products, the price point, the science behind it, which I find the most interesting, and I hope you guys uh, find it interesting, too so instead of hearing me talk why don't we get right into the interview all right on the phone with me now is john Redman, one of the owners of nose jammer how's it going today john
1: excellent thanks for having me
0: good um i know i tried to do this earlier but uh you were out bow hunting probably like the rest of us did you have any luck
1: uh, yeah, we did. Uh, we shot uh, a few whitetails. I don't know in the last month here, a couple pretty good ones here in Minnesota. Um, my 11-year-old son um, this last Sunday night shot a 11-pointer, so his second buck with a bow at 11 years old. So <laughs> that was a highlight. You know, whatever we're shooting kind of pales in comparison to that. So it was pretty. It's been a very good season for us.
0: Good. That's good. Well, I tell you what, um, today, and i tell you, since I started this podcast about a month now, um, and I, I always ask the the listeners, who do you want on the show? Who do you want, you know, what products do you want me to call up and review and all this stuff? And the very first one and several others since then have been Nose Jammer. I want to find out more about Nose Jammer. So I set it up and today I'm hope, hoping that, uh, you can provide us with a little bit more information about the product um, what do you think about that?
1: yeah that's a, a, a that I can do um, you know it's been such an interesting product um, where it has come from and you know kind of where we are today uh, has been uh, really cool to be a part of, and like I just told someone the other day, you know we're learning more about jamming the scent to smell a game every year it's interesting uh, that my instructions on the cam you know the first year have changed so much to the instructions that i want to put on there today so you know all the feedback from consumers and hunters using it in the field has been great and it's really um, kind of evolved uh if you will
0: well let's go ahead and start at the very very beginning I want to know a little bit about, and you're one of the owners, so tell me, how did how did this product come to fruition?
1: Well, um, I was uh, guiding an elk hunter in Colorado, a family friend, and we had blown it set up on a herd of elk, and we're sitting back against the ponderosa pine, and uh, he's stripping the bark on a ponderosa pine and says, you know, when we were in Boy Scouts, we used to strip the bark on a on these trees, they got a sweet smell. And I thought, I don't know, you know, I thought, what, a pine is a pine. I've 25 years of being out uh, in this stuff, I never had a reason to go smell a ponderosa pine. It smells like pine, right? Well, I ended up smelling it. And, you know, what I was smelling coming out of that tree smelled a lot, you know, like reminded me of maple or maple syrup. And I thought, yeah, you know, I don't know if they tap them or not in the back of my mind. I thought, but... That's got to be maple syrup coming out. Maybe a trace this or that, and that's what I thought it was. Well, the only reason I started to put two and two together was uh, 15, 20 years prior, and you know, in the hair care business, I had had an idea for a deodorant stick. You what? You, you wipe it on trees. Uh, deer come around. It disables their sense of smell. Real real short. That's a short story. And, But I didn't know what the compounds were I work with. So you know, once I had figured out that these trees were giving off a sweet smell, those two ideas kind of merged together, and I thought, you know what, I need to have something formulated here. And uh, I did have a product formulated from being in the hair care business for years. Uh, my suppliers helped me formulate that, and we got close with it. Um, and I run an outfitting business here in Minnesota, archery, uh, whitetail hunting, and all my customers were helping me test it when I bottled it. Um, So having five guys in the woods come back to you and tell you what happened in your setups and then with that sample product, uh, I learned quick and we um, dialed it in. And, and, you know, just now we have a product really that, um, you know, when used properly, it's pretty easy to use, but when used properly, it it does really disable the sense of smell of game.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's a pretty interesting concept. So, if you could dive in just a little bit deeper, what is it? What is nose jammer?
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, what it is is it's it's made. The formula is made up of um, compounds that are found in standing vegetation. So, um, to dial down on that, standing vegetation has lignans, and lignins are support structures. Well, like I say, standing vegetation. Um, Within those lignans are aromatic compounds, and they're given off like body odor. It's subtle to you and I in nature. Game animals are exposed to it on a daily basis. In essence, really all I did was narrow down those most prolific compounds that are found everywhere, formulated them, and now we're delivering them at concentrated levels to overwhelm the sense of smell. And it's a lot like going to saltwater, say, for humans, for instance. If you go to saltwater, you've been to saltwater, you go, man, saltwater's got a smell to it. Well, the people that live right next to it don't smell it at all. In essence, all we're doing is ramping up that smell saltwater, hit them on the nose, can't smell anything. So um, that's a little bit of our ingredient. And now how, how that works is this. Big game animals have to have a clean nose. They have got a super high-performance nose. But it's got to be clean. You blow a puff of smoke on that nose, and they can't fight their way out of it. As long as that puff of smoke is non-alarming to them, you got them. Gotcha.
0: So in essence, the the smell of nose jammer is is something that's non-threatening, so to speak.
1: Agreed, and it's very common to them, and that's just the smell of. You know, their environment, really, and uh, vanillin is one of the top most emitted compounds that is found in all standing vegetation. Well, you know, vanillin has been found in herbivores excrement because vanillin, well, is one of those compounds that's in a lignin that adds support structure, actually goes out to the end of a leaf. When herbivores eat, um, you know, vegetation, they're actually eaten you know, uh uh, let's say vanillin, for instance, super small traces of it, but it's it's just like a herb that, for instance, you would eat. You, you have the smell; it's normal to you and it's non alarming.
0: Okay, that's pretty that's pretty interesting. Now, now we have what what Nose Jammer is made of. How does it? Can you explain the science about? When Nose Jammer hits the inside of a whitetail's nose, what what is it doing?
1: Yeah, that's a really good one. That's a great question. Here's what happens is that, um, you know, what happens is your eyes don't stop seeing and your ears don't stop hearing, but your sense of smell has to shut down. Uh, Your olfactory gland in your nose because you get overstimulated. Um, And so what happens is, Let's say that you go into a pizza place and the smell of cooking pizza, that first whiff is super strong. Well, what happens is as you sit in there, your olfactory gland starts to shut down um, some of that odor because otherwise it will get stimulated. So you sit there and that very first whiff is going to be very strong to you. Next time you do something like that, go into a restaurant, pay attention to the second, the third, the fourth. The fifth whiff of that cooking food, it's, it's never as strong as it is on that first one. So that's your olfactory gland shutting. Okay. Um, with critters, it's magnified to 10. They never get olfactory fatigue. We go into a restaurant or a bar or smell. We're always getting olfactory fatigue. They never get it. So it's even easier to o- overwhelm their sense of smell because they got to have a clean nose, like I said. Gotcha. Now, so what happens is, to finish answering that, is the olfactory hairs, the, the hairs in your olfactory gland, they can only process so much information. And after that, it's meaningless. So sometimes what will happen when I was testing this product was, I'd spray two cans on the tree to see if you could use too much. As soon as they get that first whiff or two in their nose, doesn't matter what you got behind that. Olfactory glands in their nose can only process so much info.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So that's uh, So basically, you're ex- exploiting. Let's see. How do I. How would I put this? You're you're exploiting uh, the whitetail's nose, which a lot of people think is their greatest. You know their greatest defense mechanism. You're you're pretty much canceling that.
1: Yeah, we're disabling it is what we're doing. Um, by creating a cloud of jammer. You know what happens, and you. I'm sure you know is. When you create that cloud around you, and the wind swirls, the first thing that touches their nose is that jammer. They suck it in, and it gets in their nose and occupies their sense of smell to the point where they just can't can't process anything, process anything beyond that. Gotcha. It's too much like a fume, and it just encompasses and overwhelms their nose. Like I said, it disables. Gotcha.
0: Now, okay, so I've used the product before. I spray it on my feet when I'm walking to the stands. Uh, I I spray it on the bottom of the tree. I mean, I I'll be honest, I'm pretty liberal with it because, well, I mean, I, I, I want to keep this as not about my opinion, but I I've, I've seen good things with it. I'll say. So my my question to you is, you know, just like anything in any scent over time, it kind of goes away. So I guess what is the half-life? I mean, if I spray it on myself or on a tree, um, how long is it going to be effective until I either need to reapply or before the deer is actually going to, to bust me, so to speak?
1: Another good one. Um, when we first started out, you know, I'd spray it. Um, I'd do that application as I went to the stand and when I was in the stand in the morning and, um, we wouldn't really refresh. Um, so I I think that some people are going ahead and, and not refreshing all day if they do an all-day sit. I know that some people will refresh, you know, say spray it. if they're going to stand all day, spray it on their um, tree and maybe they're closed again at noon. Um, but it lasts a really long time. Um, uh, applications tree stand-wise kind of last you most of the day. You might need to refresh a little bit at lunch, maybe hit the tree again, wind swirls in the wrong direction, maybe let it just float all over. Um, Elk hunting, for instance, out west, basically every time we locate a herd, we'll go ahead and completely fog the front and back of a hunter and the guy with them, and then you're good to go in there. I usually don't take it out of the pack unless I have time, and I just want to fog an area because the wind is blowing that way. So um, more often in the west or spot and stalk, uh than tree stand hunting, for sure. Gotcha. But it lasts a long time. It, to answer your question, lasts a long time. If it doesn't rain and it's not too dry, you can go to that tree two days later and still smell it on them.
0: Right, right. And, I, and that's, that's something that I've noticed. Now, have you – what – I guess specifically, and maybe you can go into detail about this, is what kind of testing or research did you do to, to come up with, A, how to get the formula the right way, and B, how to apply it properly?
1: Well, the formula, and you can Google everything I said, by the way. Um, it's right there. The formula, um, you know, what, what happened was I started researching compounds emitted from um, trees. And then I started to learn that it was emitted from just any vegetation in general. And one way that I kind of looked at it as being normal to critters was it's just almost exactly how a flower gives off a fragrance. Gotcha. I mean, but this is at all standing vegetation. So went ahead and narrowed it down to not just a geographic area, just a, here's the top, you know, five compounds that are really found everywhere. When I researched it um, and are found in lignin, that was the whole thing. So um really narrowed down those compounds, and then I was able to go to the formulators, which I had known, and, and say, hey, if these are the compounds that I found and are most prolific. And then they started sending me samples and, uh, you know, the first sample or two, um, it did show some effectiveness. They got it pretty quick, Um, but they were doing a lot of double takes and and, and kind of searching out a little bit too much, and it really wasn't the perfect match. And then they just, I I guess, stumbled on a a perfect uh, formulation. I'd like to say that I I had – Engineered it a little more than I did, but I I think it was kind of luck that we stumbled into this formula that we did, and it's just been money ever since. And we haven't changed it at all in regard to how do we use it. We're we're just modifying that all the time. You know that that grew with um, you know as we as we learn more about it, we started spraying more of it and learned that you know the the quicker you get it in their nose, the better.
0: Gotcha. Now there's a lot of, I guess, I guess scent related products that are either to try to mask human scent, to try to get a deer to come in, you know, b- because the, uh, the buck's all horned up looking for a doe, uh, or, or, or something to take human scent and change it. So it doesn't smell as much like a human as it, it really does. So with all these scent related products on the market, like, uh, for example, the sprays you spray on your clothes that are supposed to be scent eliminating, or uh, do you feel that you can, I, I guess, I know this is kind of a biased question because you are the creator of Nose Jammer, but do you think these other products truly work?
1: Well, uh, that's a good one, man. Uh, I, I, you know, I used everything, uh, and I hear this from a lot of guys. Used to dress outside, take a bath every time, or a shower, wash my clothes, get them in the bag, dress outside in these darn dumb Minnesota winters, get to the top of the hill, be sweating my butt off. Um, and, I guess it was marginal effectiveness, and what I did was I said, I'm just going to play the wind. And, you know, I ended up being on time, and I was a little sweaty, but it was okay, but I was playing the wind, and about half the time I would be fairly correct. The problem with eliminating odor is this: you're constantly creating odor, and you're trying to hide from that critter's nose. And he just, his, his, and here we go, his nose is clean problem, yeah, his nose is clean, if he picks up anything, he's gone, so yeah the, the nose being clean is a huge issue whether the stuff works or not, you know I just uh, uh that's that's where I've you know graduated or gravitated, I should say to is you know, and that's why I say, man, get it on their nose as fast as they can so no, never had a tremendous amount of luck with that um, and having a lot more luck. Um, attack under
0: sense of smell gotcha now um here's a couple questions that guys have asked me to ask you and i i think i've read it online already but let's say it's the rut a hot doe comes by right and yep. and that estrus is in the air that that scent they're ready to breed and a big buck comes through your area and he gets a whiff of that that nose jammer his nose is de- disabled Is he going to be able to smell? I I guess, how long do those effects hold for and how long until his nose is cleared out again?
1: Yeah, okay. Well, what happens is when they get that jammer in their nose, when the wind's blowing at them, it disables their sense of smell. As soon as they get out of that jammer cloud, they're back to smelling and picking up every little thing. Guys will always ask, you know, if I want to use a dough estrus, how should I use it? Well, keep it 20 yards plus away from your stand. You know, it seems like a magic number. Keep it about 20 yards away from your stand. They could pick it up. Um, I wouldn't put dough and estrus on my boots and then spray them with jammer. You know, yeah. if you want them to trail you to the stand, then just spray jammer on your pants and then keep keep the dough and estrus on your boots. And when you get to the stand, um, but as far as a dough being hot and running by, um, you know, they're not having a problem staying on her. Gotcha. At all. Um, um, so yeah, haven't had a problem with they keep the lure 20 yards plus. Gotcha.
0: Now, all right. So we've talked about kind of the application, the, a little bit of the science behind it. Um, and now I'm actually on your website right now. And I see you have, you know, an assortment of products. You got your, the field spray that, you know, everybody is kind of familiar with. And then you have a shampoo, a body wash, in body wash, deodorant, field wipes, laundry detergent, lotion. Talk to me a little bit about how, how to, I guess, how to use those other products, not, not just the field spray. Cause you know, that's kind of self-explanatory, but the, uh, the shampoo, the deodorant, the field wipes and the laundry detergent and lotion.
1: Yeah, gotcha. Um, let me start with the field spray. It's a, it's a it's a it's the product everybody has to use, to, even know they want the rest of the personal care product. The field spray, man. Like you, know, like you said, I like to spray boots and pants. that's safe for a tree stand application on the way in. Um, nowadays, we're um, spot spraying a little bit of brush on the way, just puffing this stuff on brush on the way to the stand. And what that's doing is when those critters get around, it's touching their nose real lightly. It's a better reaction when they slowly get it on their nose on the way, and then they hit that big cloud, if you will. Sometimes they'll get a right-angle reaction if it's a real narrow scent cone, um, and they'll go, whoa, and then they'll get that second breath, and it'll be you know back to normal. But that spot spray on the way in, it almost makes them like nobody ever looks. So it eases them into having their – sense of smell disabled. I like that a lot. When you get to the tree stand, I'll fog some of the brush around it. In the tree, I'll hit the tree above and below my head, a branch or two, even some clothing. Then I've created a total cloud. Wind swirls, gets in their nose, disabled. The rest of the products are important because the more of this stuff you smell like, the greater your chances are of disabling every critter. Okay, so um, if you're going to use deodorant, this is the stuff you got to use. Um, really high-quality formulation goes on clear. Uh, people love it. It's our number three selling product behind the six and two. Shampoo and body wash, like I said, came from the hair care business. Spot on, not going to dry out. My guys are using it until the shampoo and body wash is um, empty uh, instead of just in the hunting season. Field wipes, try them. They're killer to have in the pack. So basically what I'm getting is, the more of this you smell like, better off you are. Gotcha. And I'm seeing that, you know, these critters, I mean, I'm having guys come back to me um, and tell me they haven't been snorted at in a couple of years. So that's the whole theory behind it.
0: Gotcha. Now, there's a lot of skeptics out there with any product. I mean, and for some reason, it just seems that in the hunting industry, there's way more skeptics than normal. And I think that has to do because there has been a lot of crappy products in the past out there that have said they're supposed to do one thing, but actually don't do it. And I guess, what are, what do you want to say? What would you say to someone who says you can't beat a whitetail's nose?
1: Yeah, I hear that all the time, man. You can't fool a whitetail's nose. Um, and and my angle on that is um, pretty true. You can't fool a whitetail's nose if it's clean. You know, if his nose is, is is dirty, he's in a he's in a lot of trouble, man. And that's the whole thing. You're right. Before Gemma came along, absolutely can't fool a nose. So I agree with it. But when you blow that puff of smoke on their nose, you know, you could dance a jig. It, it doesn't matter, you know. So you, you that used to be. You couldn't call. You couldn't make a telephone call without a cord connected to your phone either. So times have changed. Yes, you can. And it's killer. Had I had it 20 years ago, I'm not saying I would have killed them all, but I would have shot at all those critters that hung up at 40 and waited for the win. Right,
0: yeah, that's some pretty interesting stuff now yeah. back to the products here um let's talk about price points when when they go into the store and they're looking at the shelves at, at all your products what's the uh what's some of this stuff running for? go ahead and just you know spurt them all off and tell me the the retail prices
1: well your your six ounce um field spray is going for fourteen ninety nine um, your two ounce field spray, which a lot of guys like to have in a cargo pocket, or um, uh, $5.99 for as little as $6. Guys that haven't tried this product can go in and get a two ounce, and for as little as $6, get a couple of hunts and go, yeah, it does or does not work. See, it's tough to get burned with an item like that. Nobody in the category has a, a size at Two ounces of anything that you could take solely into the woods and have an effect with. Uh, the shampoo and body wash, thirteen ninety nine, um, and and these price points are all high for the category. Um, deodorant, seven ninety nine. Uh, wipes, ten ninety nine. Uh, you know, twenty ounce laundry, fifteen ninety nine. Um, when you try these personal care products and the rest of them, uh, the formulations are um, excellent. They have a lot of really high quality ingredients. You know what surprised me about the category is when I went and studied um, the other formulations. Um, they were low cost formulas. and when you use low cost formulations, you sit there and go, wow, I'm dried out, man. I don't know, my head's itching. I don't know if I can lay down on this bed. It feels like I'm like a." Gonna- yeah it's fine, so high quality
0: ingredients high price point right now gotcha, gotcha fair enough now, if someone's standing there, you know they they've heard this and they they've heard this podcast or they've heard their buddies talk about whether nose jammer does or doesn't work, and they need that next little push to actually pick up the can, the field spray, whatever other product there is what what can you say to that consumer who who needs that next little push?
1: Well, I, I do have guys approach me at um trade shows and um we, we talk about it and uh, they're big time skeptics and I've had many people contact me with emails and stuff like that. So yeah, our uncle's a big time skeptic and he you know, he's laughing at it and then This kid comes in with a a big buck or shoots a doe or something, and and then they start to go. But, you know, um, what I have to say about that is you can't lose. Grab the two ounce for $6 and just see if it works. I mean, problem is you got to try new products. Nobody's going to live long enough to be stuck with the same old bow, you know, or anything else. So uh, I really like the price points. I mean, basically all these products are $15 and less, you know.
0: So, if someone wants to find out more information about Nose Jammer, where where can they go to find it?
1: Well, they can go to NoseJammer.com and we've got uh, you know information on the science and and how to use it and what the products are. There's also a contact us link there. Shoot us an email if you got any questions. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good uh, site full of info and and how to use and stuff like that. And really, how to use that is the biggest component that we want to that's our biggest message is how to use i'm I'm currently um putting a a cover up label on the on the back of our cans just so I can get the latest usage um instructions on there so everybody's using it you know just how we need them to
0: gotcha well i can I can tell you from someone who's who I'm kind of a science geek. So when someone says they have a new product, I like to know the why and how behind it. And, um, you know, nose Jimmer definitely, definitely has the why and the how. And, uh, I think that, uh, I think that, you know, the information you provided today, uh, the, the listeners or whoever absorbs this information is really going to like it. Uh, John, thanks a lot for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it, taking time out of your day. And uh, do you have any more hunting left to do this year?
1: Uh, My son and my wife have to get one. In fact, I forgot to tell you that Sunday night when my 11-year-old shot his buck, his big brother, missed a buck uh, (laughs) not too far away. And so little brother has now taken uh, pole position. But yeah, a couple of family members to shoot bucks still um and that'll be it for the year i'm thinking
0: gotcha gotcha yeah season seasons uh has gone by pretty fast this year so thanks again for taking time out of your day uh and uh, i appreciate it
1: yeah you you got it thanks for having me um i hope uh, i hope this information uh you know helps
0: all right, that concludes our podcast for today. Hopefully, you guys found that uh, informative. Uh, this is definitely one of those products that you have to use in order to find out whether it works or not. I mean, you can say that about any product, but in in my experience, especially when it comes to scent control, everybody's going to have their own opinion. Um, even if you want to call this product a scent control product. Uh, It's one of those things you got to try, you got to, you know, give your own opinion after you, if you like or don't like the results that you're getting from it. Uh, And then what I'd love to do is I want you guys to comment below or comment on the Facebook post or comment anywhere about your experiences with Nose jammers or any product that we do a podcast on for that matter. And uh, it can spark up some conversation, you know, and that's what I want. Is to to get good dialect going and uh, see you know really get the information out there and the the most important piece of information is when a large group of people say hey this product works or this product doesn't that's where guys like me and you are that's what we're gonna find the most useful is. Uh, I guess reviews or comments from real hardcore bow hunters like ourselves. So uh, leave a comment. Also, make sure you guys like and share the Facebook post that this podcast is mentioned on on Facebook. And by doing so, you will be entered to win a pro pack from – nose jammer uh, they're they're gonna include their pro pack for this week's giveaway uh, I, I don't know if we're gonna have a, a give, giveaway every week but uh, it's nice if the company can participate that's awesome and what comes in the pro pack is a six ounce can of field spray 16 ounce uh, shampoo and body wash 16 ounce laundry detergent and a stick of deodorant um, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good good uh, I guess a giveaway prize right there. Uh, I think we're gonna check. We're gonna pull results, and I'm gonna announce a winner next Thursday or Friday of next week. So make sure you share the uh, Facebook post, make a comment below in the uh, on the actual podcast uh, page of the website, and uh, hopefully you guys like what I'm putting out. Share or comment. Do whatever it is, talk shit, I don't care, but uh, make sure you wear your damn safety harness.